And to Jesus be the praise today and the glory and the honor. Thank you for joining me today. Christmas is in a few days. I want to ask you a question, and I want you to think about this. If you were there 2,000 years ago, and you were there with the Lord Jesus when he walked the earth in the flesh, and you saw all the miracles, all the amazing miracles, the feeding of the thousands, the Lord commanding the storm to be still, the Lord raising Lazarus from the dead, would that have changed your life had you been there physically? That's a very important question with a great answer. So thank you for being with, with me today because, you know, I want to talk to you about the importance of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's presence in our hearts, in our lives daily. Because he is so important to us that the question I asked you, would it have changed your life had you been there 2,000 years ago and saw all that Jesus did? The answer is no. Because it's not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirit, saith the Lord. I want to talk more about this, but first let's pray. Wonderful Lord, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, for your wonderful people. I pray today you'll bless them with this truth that will truly impact their hearts and lives for your glory. I give you all the praise. Amen and amen. And a most blessed Christmas to you. A most blessed season of joy for you and your family. All right, so let's talk about this. Now, Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. They see the Lord transfigured. They see what his own face changed. His robe became whiter than white, brighter than bright. He shone brighter than the sun. And a cloud appeared. And then they saw Elijah, and they saw Moses. And then they heard the voice of God. This is my son. Would that have changed your life had you been there? Well, the answer is no, because it did not change their life. Even after that amazing experience and the many miracles they saw, when our precious Redeemer, was nailed to the cross, they all went home. And they began to question, is he the Messiah? Here is Cleopas, married to the Lord's aunt. Here's an unnamed disciple, we don't know who that was, walking to Emmaus after the resurrection. And they were talking about the Lord, questioning. And the Lord appeared to them. And he was listening to what they were saying. And then he got into the conversation. Their eyes were blinded. But it's an amazing thing that they actually said, we thought, we thought he was. They weren't even sure. But how can they question? Or let's even go to another uh, amazing miracle they saw. 
they saw the Lord raise Lazarus from the dead. Yet when he arose from the dead, they questioned it. When Mary Magdalene came and the other women and said he's not there, and then they saw him, the disciples didn't believe it. Why? It's not by might. It's not by power. Everything they saw with their own eyes was might and power. Think about healing the multitudes. All were healed. That's, that's power. That's incredible power. As many as touched him were made whole. Power. They saw the Lord command the storm to be still. That's might. They saw the Lord cast out demons and so much more. Yet they could not understand when he talked about going to the cross. Peter rebukes him. says, not, not you, Lord. Uh, and the Lord had to rebuke him, of course, for that. When they're coming from the Mount of Transfiguration and the Lord spoke of his death and resurrection, they were questioning it. Like, what did he say? Why? Because, see, the Holy Spirit wasn't there yet. And because the Holy Spirit was not there, they could not believe or understand anything. So Jesus in the flesh is not enough. And that's why Paul said, we know no man after the flesh, not even Christ. Why? Because the Lord in the flesh was limited. That's why he said to him, it's more expedient for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter of the Holy Spirit will not come. So think with me. Here's the Lord uh, preaching to the multitudes. Not one of them came and said, what must I do to be saved? Not one of them was convicted while he was speaking. And, and think about all the amazing parables, all the amazing things he said to them, to the multitudes. Yet not one of them was convicted to say, okay, Lord, show me the way. Uh, what, what do I do? Because the Holy Spirit was not there yet to convict them. So we go back to, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, Say the Lord, and I want to remind you today and of this amazing season, the importance of the Holy Spirit in your life, in my life. We cannot do without him. Now, so before the Holy Spirit came, they could not understand. They could not really see it. So much so that Peter would deny the Lord. And later, when the Holy Spirit came, uh, everything changed. And that's why the Lord said, he will convict the world. He will teach you. He will guide you. He'll be your comforter. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Ah, so the coming of the Holy Spirit changed everything. That's when Christianity was born, on the day of Pentecost. Now, prior to that, the Lord breathed upon them in the Gospel of John and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they were born again. And things now are, began to change for them. And think about the same man, Peter, who denied the Lord, that even knew him, would preach on the day of Pentecost. And 3,000 were saved. Thousands were convicted and said, what must we do? As that's, many of them were in that crowd that said, crucify him. Yet now they're saying, what must we do? And, and Peter said, repent. 
Now they heard the Lord say repent because that's what he preached. That's what he began when he began to preach the gospel. He said repent. But not one of them was convicted back then. But when the Holy Spirit came, there was conviction. And thousands now were born again. Even Pharisees were born again later. Multitudes of Pharisees came into the faith. Look at Acts chapter 6. It says they, they grew greatly. We go from addition to multiplication to multiplication greatly in Acts chapter 6. And then multitudes. 3,000 got saved. Then 5,000 got saved. When that one man was healed. Think about this, you know. The Lord healed the sick. I mean, Peter and John laid hands on one man. Silver and gold have none, such as I have given thee in Jesus' name, stand up, and he's healed. And the Pharisees say, we cannot deny this. And thousands were born again by one healing. While prior to that, when the Lord walked, walked the earth, they saw Lazarus rise from the dead. Not one of them was saved. Why? The Holy Spirit was not here. So, the need for the Holy Spirit today is great. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. Think about that. The Lord was conceived by the Holy Spirit, anointed by the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, performed miracles by the Holy Spirit. Everything he spoke, he spoke by the Holy Spirit. In John 6, he said, the words that I speak, they are a spirit and life. He endured the cross by the Holy Spirit. He rose from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. Even when he gave his last instructions to the church, it says in Acts 1, it was done by the Holy Spirit. And when the Lord returns to earth, he will destroy Antichrist by the breath of his mouth. That's the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how about you? How about me? How we need him in our life today? If the Lord was dependent on the Holy Spirit, how about us? You see, Jesus was as much man when he walked the earth as though he was not God, and as much God as though he was not man. Yet as a man, he was fully dependent on the Holy Spirit and left us an example that we need to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. So now, the change came when the Holy Spirit came. That's when the church was born. That's when people got saved. That's when the multitudes came. That's when the church was established. Think about Paul the Apostle. Now, Paul the Apostle, before that, he was Saul of Tarsus. He knew the Bible. He knew the Bible way better than you and I. He, he, he was a scholar. Yet he persecuted the church, put many of them in prison, because the Holy Spirit had not revealed Jesus to him. He knew, he heard the gospel. Think about it. he was there when Stephen was stoned. When, when they killed Stephen, Saul of Tarsus was there agreeing with the death of Stephen. He heard Stephen call on the Lord. He heard Stephen preach the gospel. I mean, think about that Saul of Tarsus heard the word when Stephen was there. He was there with the crowd. He followed the crowd, which means he heard what he said to them. He was there agreeing with his death, cheering for the enemies who killed him. But he did not know the Lord. 
He knew about the Lord, but not he didn't know him. Why? The Holy Spirit wasn't there yet. But on the road to Damascus, everything changed. The light shone from heaven. Later in Damascus, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the scales came off. The scales came off when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Meaning, scales were, were on his eyes up to that point. He could not have seen it. No, even if he wanted to. But when the Holy Spirit came, everything changed in the life of Saul who became Paul. And think about all that he wrote in the epistles that to this day affect our lives. It's not my might. It's not my power. All the power they saw, all the power they experienced did not change their hearts. Think about Israel in the Old Testament. They came out of Egypt. They saw the Lord split the Red Sea. Did that change their life? They saw God literally come as fire from heaven on Mount Sinai. They heard his voice giving them the commandments, the Ten Commandments. Didn't change them. Later on, they they built a cap and said, let's call that Jehovah. They went back to Egypt in, in their own hearts. They rebelled and rebelled and rebelled continually in the desert. Why? Because miracles don't change the hearts of men. Signs and wonders don't change the hearts of men. Only the Holy Spirit changes the hearts of men and women. And we need him today. Oh, how we need him. His fellowship, his love, his companionship. There's not a dull dull moment with him. Not one dull moment. Because why? He keeps the joy, the peace in us. So the crowd saw the Lord. Yet they did not love him. We have not seen him, and yet we love him. How? By the Holy Spirit. Think about the multitudes that saw the Lord, and he and he and they did not feel or sense his presence. Yet we today who have not seen him, he's more real to us than our own skin. So they saw him, yet his presence was not real to them. We have not seen him, yet his presence is more real to us than our own families. He's more real than your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, or any friend you have. He's more real to us than ourselves. How? How? It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So we need the Holy Spirit, not only to be born again, to live the Christian life, to grow in the Lord, we need him for just to, to survive as believers, to become stronger in the Lord, to know the Lord's presence daily in our life. How real is Jesus to you? Do, do you ever think about how real he is? He's more real than you can describe. That reality is beyond words. How? The Holy Spirit. When I met the Holy Spirit, everything changed. When I began to realize he's a person, December 21st, 1973, two days from today, this is the 19th. When I met him at a Catherine Kuhlman service 49 years ago, wow, my life changed. I began to, to acknowledge him, talk to him, ask for his help, ask for his guidance. I still remember saying, Lord, help me pray because I don't know how to pray. And my prayer life changed. I opened the Bible said, explain this to me because you wrote it. Ah, oh, the revelations that began coming to me. 
and my life has not been the same since that day, even though I was born again. No one had told me about the reality of the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, who made Jesus more real to me and still does to this day than my own life. And I want you to know him like that. I want you to experience his wonderful presence and love, his comfort, his strength, because he is Jesus without limit. Remember who the Holy Spirit is. He is the Spirit of the Lord. He is not a stranger to us. Because Jesus said, I, I will come unto you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I am with you and I shall be in you. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. He's Jesus unlimited. When people ask me, who is the Holy Spirit? I say, he's Jesus without limit. Because Jesus in the flesh was limited. But today, by his spirit, he's unlimited. And I know there's a mystery about the Trinity, but we'll leave that with the Lord, and one day we'll all understand everything when we get to glory. But we have to understand he is the person of the Holy Spirit. And we need him. We need to call on him. I want to remind you today, call on him. Ask him to help you. Ask him to help you pray and understand the Bible. Live the Christian life. You that are in ministry, before you ever get on that ground and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help today, anoint me. Use me for the glory of Jesus. If you feel you've, your, your heart has gone cold, just ask him to warm it all up. He will. Lord, inflame my heart to love the Lord Jesus. He will. He will not testify of himself. Huh? Jesus said he'll testify of me. And he'll not glorify himself. He always glorifies Jesus and Jesus only. I sense his presence just talking to you. So this Christmas, this beautiful season, just get reacquainted. Get reacquainted with the Holy Spirit. And, and just, again, think about what I'm telling you. The nation of Israel was not changed with all the miracles they saw. And today people seek signs and wonders. No, no. We need to seek the Holy Spirit. We need to call upon the Holy Spirit. Because where he is, look, when he comes, miracles become normal. When the Holy Spirit is there, the miraculous is, is, is a part of our life. So let's not seek signs and wonders and manifestations and experiences so we can feel something. No, no. It's the Holy Spirit. Yes, he's here. He is here in place of Jesus. Had Jesus stayed on earth physically, you and I would, would be lining up in Jerusalem looking for an appointment. That's why he said, no, it's better that I go away. Because then he was limited to be in one place at one time. Today, through his spirit, he's everywhere at the same time. In our hearts forever. By his spirit. Father, come on, let's just believe. And let's ask him to bless us. Blessed, wonderful Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for sending him. And now, blessed Holy Spirit, make Jesus so real to everyone listening and watching. Thank you, Lord, for the reality you bring into our lives. Bring us closer to Jesus. Inflame our hearts with a love that will never, never die for the Lord whom we adore. And cause us to live the Christian life with commitment and loyalty.
and faithfulness unto the end. For only you can help us and only you can cause us to be faithful. On our own we cannot, we don't even trust our own hearts, but we trust you. The works of the flesh are rejected. Only what you do is accepted. We give you the praise. Thank you, Lord, and I pray you'll fill right now. Fill your people afresh with your wonderful presence. Lift your hands and ask him to empower you one more time. Because Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Fill your people, Lord, afresh. All you have to do is ask for it. Ask, you shall receive, even now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh. That you might know his anointing daily in your life. And guidance. And presence. In Jesus' wonderful name. And to Jesus belongs all the glory. We give you the praise, wonderful Jesus, for giving us your precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, wonderful Lord. Amen, amen. I just wanted to remind you, that's all. Just a few moments with you. Thank you for being with me. And I pray you'll have the greatest Christmas you've ever known. I pray 2023 will be your year of freedom, of joy, of peace, and victory in Jesus. And I'm going to ask you now to give to the Lord's work. Help me keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I want to keep doing this daily. I love coming to you. I just love it. You way more than you realize. So help me keep doing what God has called me to do. And now we are translating, by the way. Everything I'm doing will be, will be now translated into Spanish soon and then Portuguese, like within the next few weeks. Now we're going to add other languages. And we have a big company we are working with from Brazil that we were talking to a few days ago that wants to translate everything I do daily into other languages so people can understand what I say all throughout the world. And we're going to start with Spanish first because there's so many people who've been asking for, we need it in Spanish, please. And then Portuguese so we can reach all of Brazil and Portugal and so on. And then after that, I want to translate it into the language of India. There's a lot of precious people watch us in India. And then we'll go from there into Arabic and other languages. So help me do that, will you? Because it's going to be very, very costly. Translating into other languages is more expensive than me doing this because we have to pay people. And I don't want to use Google, you know, like a computer to do that because it doesn't carry the anointing. I want anointed people to translate my voice into other languages because we thought about doing it the cheap way you know well let's do it through through google and all that. no 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 because then there's there's no anointing i want my voice to be translated like we used to do it years ago in arabic when we were on tv and in spanish and there was the anointing was carried because the people who were translating my voice were holy ghost people okay so I want to make sure I do that. And those computers are, are not Holy Ghost computers. Okay, so we want to make sure we use people, God's people and God's servants. Because that's, that's why you know, lives are changed by their anointing. All right, so help me do it because it's really important that we take care of that right away. We, we want to start as quickly as possible to translate my dailies with you 
into Spanish and then Portuguese and then other languages. So will you give today? Will you sow seed to help me do it? And let's do it quickly for the glory of God. So you can sow your seed on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, which is the simplest, benihin.org. You can text BHM45777, or the, the quickest, really, and the best, go to our website. That's benihin.org and sow your seed, and God will bless you with a harvest in 2023, guaranteed. And let's keep praying for Iran. And that's one language I really want to, ch- want to translate what I'm doing is in Farsi for the people of Iran. I love Iran and the people of Iran. All right, much people, much love, I almost said much people. Yeah, Lord, reach much people in, in your, for your glory. Amen. Okay, much love to you, and I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to talk about embracing the cross, how we need to embrace the cross now so we can live victoriously. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.